Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. It's Urban Spelunking, brought to you by Midwest Stairs and Iron. Nate Immig here with Bobby, and we're going to a mansion this week. This this is probably like one of the most prime locations for a mansion in the city of Milwaukee. It's on Lake Drive, overlooking Lake Park. It's a stunning Victorian mansion, Bobby. You got to go inside and not only find the history of this building, but also get a great personal tour. Uh, so what a cool opportunity. How did you get the invite to this? Let's start at the beginning here. Uh, where did this all start? Well, when I had written about a mansion in the neighborhood uh, a couple of weeks earlier, somebody said, oh, you know, that beautiful orangish mansion on Lake Drive across from Lake Park is for sale, too. Mm. And so I called the realtor and I said, I'd really like to do a story on it. And they're like, all right. And then they had like four of them met me there. Like the entire staff met me there. I was like, wow. I didn't realize I was worth that kind of turnout, but um, but <laughs> did actually, you have to they, wear the, did you have to wear the little booties? No, no, we did not. But actually, I think we were there because some of them had it had just kind of come up. It had just kind of come on the market, and some of them hadn't seen it themselves yet. So it was a good opportunity for them to see it as well. I think anybody who's driven past any of these mansions on Lake Drive has wondered, like, what does it look like inside? Uh, unless you unless you're getting invites to these mansions all the time, then it's probably just no big deal to you. But for us regular folk, I, I know we definitely wonder that going down Lake Drive. Oh, I wonder it too. I wonder it too, which is what why I ask, you know, because this is one exactly. of those ones that everybody knows. When I when I wrote the story, everybody's like, I know that place. That's my favorite place. I mean, it's it's so it's got this sort of orangish colored. Uh, brick and stone exterior that's really eye-catching and it's a beautiful house it's set back from the road with like a circular driveway in front of it so it's set a little further back than the other houses it's got these great little uh terracotta gnomes on the outside uh, love a gnome love a yeah, gnome moment there's a couple right? of those so so it's a really recognizable house really just i mean it's striking and recognizable um and it's just got this beautiful spot that I'm sure that uh, when the owner built it in 1895, uh, Lake Park had just been started a few years earlier. So um, he knew he was he was getting a good piece of land where he would have sort of a, a really high profile place with a great view from the yeah. upper, uh, from the upper floors when the in the in the winter when there's no leaves on the trees you can actually see the lake. Um, so he he knew what he was getting. He was he was buying. He was buying a good spot. Yeah, does it even get any better? I mean, talk about, I mean, it's the the location, I'd imagine, to build a mansion. And as you might expect, for such a great little little slice of Milwaukee, it had some really big names attached to it. Uh, Eschweiler, Pabst, even uh, to the present day, Hal Leonard was connected, the, the, company, the music company based in the uh, Milwaukee area. So it had these big Milwaukee names attached, these, these, these brewing uh, brew barons and, and uh, this, this publisher – Today, um, we're going to talk about the people and the, the residents in the second part, but give us a sense for what it looks like inside and, and on the grounds, because as you might expect, it's it's got it's got everything. Yeah. So, you know, Cowdery, the guy who built it, hired Alexander Eschweiler, which is a well-known name in Milwaukee architecture. Um, mm-hmm. But Eschweiler was not from here. He had moved here from out east just a couple of years before. So he was relatively new to Milwaukee at this point. But I mean, he went all out with this. And, you know, the, it's just got these all these beautiful art details and these terracotta details outside and those eye-catching bricks but inside there's a really just beautiful detail work that you would expect in a house like this like lots of dark wood 
mm-hmm. built-in shelves, a great sort of uh, regal staircase with a nice landing where it sort of curves around and some great uh, bay windows there. Just gorgeous plaster and marble fireplaces. Uh, really just, you could tell that when Cowdery built it, he he spared no expense on this place. It's not just inside too. Like on the uh, the the backyard has this, like a sculpture garden essentially, right? Like this walking garden and a pool, and uh, just the it's it's more than just the inside. That's stunning. Oh yeah. So when um, when uh, Keith Mardek, who is was the CEO of Hal Leonard, bought it um, roughly twenty years ago. Um, they did a ton of work on the house. They continued the, the the brick wall that went around the property. They actually had to find somebody to make them the kind of brick they needed oh, so really? they could wow. match the rest. And I mean, he put in a he he moved the pool so that he could put in a terrace. He built like a there was like a wing that had um, changing rooms, and there's a hot a, wing. A, a hot tub, and he he built a. a an addition on the back that's like this huge entertaining space with a bar. And I mean, it, he, uh, he's a wine enthusiast. So he turned part of the basement into like a full on, uh, temperature and humidity controlled wine cellar that looks literally like a wine store. Yeah. That seeing the pictures from the wine cellar was, was pretty mind blowing. I um, mean, he, ha- he has a better selection of wine there than like, he's, he's like rivaling total wine or something for, <laughs> in terms of, and, and that's just in terms of numbers. You know what I mean? I'm sure the quality of his stuff was, I mean, the, what's funny is there is uh, pre- there are tags on all of the bottles with the date that he bought it and the price that he paid and stuff. And it was just astonishing. Um, so this is a guy that really passionate about wine. Uh, they installed an elevator in the building to be able to get up and down. Um, it really is like, I joked with the, the realtors when I was there that it, it's basically like living in a resort, you know, there's just everything that you would want in a resort they have in the house. It's incredible. So if you're in the market for a mansion, you know, we've got, we've got the, uh, we've got the link in the, uh, the web post at radiomilwaukee.org. Um, but of course there's so much more than what's going on there right now than the, you know, the, the present day, of course, tons of history in this in this mansion as well, and all these names like we mentioned. So we're going to talk more about the residents of the uh, Cautery Mansion next on Urban Spelunking. We make it our mission to amplify positivity, so we're starting 2021 with gratitude. Thank you for supporting the Radio Milwaukee team. Because of you, we're still here to be your work-from-home companions, your go-to for music discovery, and more. We're excited to bring you new projects this year, plus the programming you know and love. Want to help us make it? Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart to join today. And we are back on Lake Drive in this beautiful Cautery Mansion right across the street from Lake Park. Uh, we we talked about the wine cellar. We talked about the sculpture garden, <laughs> the pool. I mean, just everything that this mansion has is top of the line, as you would expect. Prime location, but so let's go back to the very beginning, 1896, and talk about how this 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 mansion was built in the first place and some of the big names that were attached, Bobby. Yeah, so we'll start. Some of the earlier names you might recognize the companies they worked for more than you might recognize their own names. Like the guy who built the house was named Edward Cowdery, um, and he was from Boston, and he came here to work for the Milwaukee Gaslight Company. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and he had been here for. At that point, he'd been here almost 20 years, um, and he was 
leading the company. He was the head of the company. Uh, he spent $10,000 to buy the lot alone, which is a lot of money. Um, and then hired, you know, this, uh, relatively new to Milwaukee architect, Alexander Eschweiler to, to design it. And clearly, as we said in the first half, he spared very little expense <laughs> building this place. It's got every, I think he spent, um, $14,000 on the house, which again, at the time, mm-hmm. you know, the, so between the house and the land, he spent basically $25,000, which is roughly speaking what the city was spending to build a school building. Okay. At that so point. Is, so, is, yeah, build, you know, build himself a nice place. Absolutely. Fair, fair bit of money, right? But he did not live there very long. Um, what's interesting, though, is that I should say before he left town in 1903, um, to take a job in St. Louis. So he only lived there for a few years. But um, the year before that, uh, his company, Wisconsin Gaslight Company, built a coal gasification plant in the Menominee Valley, which is now home to Zimmerman Architectural Studios. There's a Four Seasons Skate Park is there. Okay. City Lights Brewing. So you know which building. It's got Mm -hmm. that like tower attached to it. And they hired Eschweiler to do that work. And one can't help but wonder if... You know, the Eschweiler building this house for Cowdery, you know, created this kind of relationship that was also responsible for that. Interesting to think about um, Eschweiler doing this early in his career and the career that he went on to have. Uh, Eschweiler is certainly a name we've talked about a lot on Urban Spelunking, but uh, quick, some of the other some of the buildings that Eschweiler worked on. Well, tons of houses in that neighborhood, tons of mansions in that neighborhood. But he also did um, the Wisconsin Gaslight Building. Mm -hmm. We want the flame on top. You know, that's uh, one of the most famous. Um, The Eschweilers also did a bunch of buildings out for the architectural school on the county grounds, some of which survive now. Mm -hmm. Um, The Eschweiler company designed some public schools, like Phillips School, which I think we talked about once. Um, So he did all kinds of – oh, and they did some work at what is now UWM, those cool buildings kind of on Downer and Hartford. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He did some Mm -hmm. of those. Um, so yeah, I mean they're definitely people know Eschweiler buildings. They're they're everywhere, and he worked in pretty much every sphere. You know, he did residential stuff, commercial stuff, all kinds of things. So Cottery leaves town. He moves to St. Louis and sells this mansion that he only lived in for this short time. Mm-hmm. He sells it. Who buys it next? Well, for a couple of years, it was rented to a guy named William Hendricks, who was the vice president of Wisconsin Bridge and Iron Company. Okay, um, but then it was a few in. 1906 or 1908, depending on which source you believe, it was bought by Albert Elzer, um, who was a Milwaukee native, son of German immigrants, um, went to Milwaukee Public Schools, went to the German English Academy downtown, um, and he started work uh, at Northwestern Mutual. So another oh, sort of classic okay. classic yeah. Milwaukee business, right? And he sort of works himself up uh, through the business, and he... Um, then goes to work for his family business. And after that, he gets a job working at the second ward um, savings bank. I should, I should say he got a job. He was the vice president and was one of the directors of the second ward savings bank. So that's a job, right? Yeah. He might, um, he might not have just walked in and applied like our locksmith Larry last week. Right. But. He wasn't Larry the locksmith <laughs> answering a classified. Answer, right. right. Um, but he had no less of skill for what he did apparently because, um, he, when um, the second ward savings bank was merged into a new bank that became the first Wisconsin national bank, uh, he was elected its executive vice president. So he uh, was obviously good at what he did. 
or you know, go good at work in the room, whatever it takes to get that kind of job. Um, yeah, clearly. and yeah, and interestingly, so Elser is the one who adds this beautiful garage to the back in 1911. There's some pictures in my story of the garage, which matches the house in in style and materials, and has a turntable in the garage. Yes, which, okay, so which doesn't work anymore, but it's still there. I, I, when are those going to come back? I would love to have <laughs> right. <laughs> Push right. the button, and okay, so these these turntables that were in these carriage houses, these garages. Uh, yeah, literally, it would, it would spin your whole car around, so you didn't have to back out, right? Right, right. that's you could amazing. Pull in and then they could spin the car around, and you could pull right, right back out. I want one. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah, and and it's a beautiful garage. Like you know, I've seen this on all these sorts of old East Side mansions. Where I mean, they're. I don't hear you say. I don't hear you say that often, Bobby. It was a beautiful garage, but this one. Oh, they, oh yeah, no. There are other. I have seen other ones um, where they have like beautiful exposed beam ceilings, um, just great tile work inside. I mean, they they were really meant to carry on the the luxury of the home, mm-hmm. right, right to the edge of the car door, you know, or a carriage door. Um, so he, he Elzer adds that to it, um, and then the Elzer family and all its sort of various generations and relations continues to live into the house until about 1980, which seems oh, okay. pretty amazing. They were yeah, for their time. roughly, you know, 75 ish years. That's pretty amazing. And that's not all. There were some other, of course, big names over the years. Um, Paps and Eline had a connection to this mansion too. Yeah. So Elser's wife, uh, Matilda was an Eline. She was sort of heir to the <laughs> Schlitz uh, throne. Her, her dad was a, was basically ran the brewery and then you know their their son the elser's son actually uh was on the board at schlitz and i believe their oh. grandson was also was also on the board okay. at schlitz so that that continued you know so the family was was connected yes and then where the pepsts come in is uh their son alfred elser um was married to a woman named gertrude um, and when they got divorced, she married Gustav Pepst Jr. I so see. She, tra- it- she traded in a Schlitz husband for a Pepst. <laughs> uh, wonder what that meant for uh, dinner conversations, or yeah, that must have made for uncomfortable, uncomfortable like dropping the holidays. Off of the kids or yeah, something. I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so interestingly, the, the Elster family, like I said, stayed there for a really long time. And when I re- when the article ran on Milwaukee, I was contacted by some members who who liked the story and remembered like visiting the house as children and hearing from their parents who grew up in the house, you know, um, hearing about it. So it's it's interesting that they had that really long relationship with the house and that even all these years after the family ceased to own it, they maintained this, this sort of interest in, uh, in, in the future of the house. So I got to tell you, Bobby, this is what I love about, about urban speedlunking, the, the feature that you write for on Milwaukee and this podcast is, I mean, last week we were talking about, about this, about this building that was called ugly and it, it had this really amazing family business story. And it, it's a building that was, pretty much the opposite of a mansion right i mean i can't think of a more polar opposite type of building right. to talk about and and nobody would call this one ugly right and and yet right. you give you like in your research and in in our conversations like you give it the same love and appreciation uh the mansion treatment or the the accurate lock and key building they both get the same love from bobby 
Well, I have to say, I'm not. I'm not a very. I don't feel like I'm a very phil- philosophical person when it comes to this stuff. I don't sit around thinking about this all that much. But I mean, I do feel like, you know, that I, I grew up like everybody, learning that history is these presidents and it's these famous men and those famous people. But to me, like history, that's always been interesting to me has been like I. I was really interested in genealogy and family history, and I want to know what my how my family lived, right? Yeah, Which to me, to me is history. So, I mean, you know, you don't have presidents unless you have all those people down below voting for them and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and creating the country that they can be a president of, right? Yeah. I mean, so to me, history is, is all around us. History is in my house. It's in your house. It's, it's everywhere. We're, you know, it's, it's not just the, the famous people that made history. It's they're just the ones that got written about. And I feel like somebody needs to write about the rest of us. Well, if you're not subscribed to our Urban Spelunking podcast, we tell you stories like this every week. And Bobby, you are just such an amazing resource to Milwaukee, digging up these stories, just being committed oh, committed to, to bringing these stories to light, whether it's a, a, a palatial mansion like we talked about today or a building that we that we lost to, to time uh, last week. So thank you for your commitment to this and subscribe to podcasts like this. Podcasts on Subscribe. Yeah, podcasts on 889 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from Midwest Stairs and Iron and your membership along with on Milwaukee. Subscribe to this podcast at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast or right here where you're listening now. And make sure while you're there, if you could take just a moment to rate, review, and subscribe, that feedback really helps us out. On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo, we got more coming, uh, more buildings from Milwaukee. Talk to you next week. Talk to you next week.